Load up. Hey guys, sorry about that. It took a little while to load up. Uh, something's going on on Facebook, so I did a Facebook Live, and we're going to see what happens with that. Um, it's not loading up in Facebook Live, so if we don't, we'll just have to figure that out. Um, we will figure out what's going on. I will get this all figured out real quick. Um, and if you're just now knowing that, yeah, you can hear my mechanical keyboard. Don't you love those things? <laughs> Tickety tick, 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 tick. I, just find I love my mechanical keyboard. My husband can make that sound on his flat little keyboard just because of how hard he presses the keys. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are live right now. If you notice that, um, John is not on, uh, if you're just coming back to us, he, um, got out a little late from a movie. Uh, he may or may not be on today. He has, you can do whatever. We don't care about that. So we asked Jackie and if he does come on, we'll just make it a four person podcast, uh, tonight, uh, which John will not be able to do his singing tonight. Um, so you're just going to have to give him crap for that. Um, congratulations and everything to everybody being here. Um, it's been a really weird week for the podcast. We have some <laughs> exciting news that we're hopefully going to be able to talk about next week. Um, that everything's going. <laughs> John is definitely in the chat. He's trying to get his computer up and going now too. So we'll see. John, we have exciting news. We will have some exciting news. Hopefully by the end of this week. Um, we're keeping a couple of things hush hush. Uh, because we are branding something that will be very usable. And I think people will really like the three things that we're branding that are going to be really cool for uh, War Machine and Hordes. Um, and we will definitely give some of it away eventually. Uh, John, you cannot get away. He is actually on the Twitch channel, guys. Uh, he's not going to get away from this. Uh, next week he will do his singing. If he decides to jump on the podcast, um, he's got a free thing, but we will not force you force him to because he was running late from the stuff. Uh, so like I says, there's Jackie. If you've watched, uh, the RPG section, it's the same lady. And she's also the person that's in one of my, um, she's in my Dawn of Harbinger game that we're streaming live and everything. So wave hi to everybody. Say hi, Jackie. Hello, Jackie. <laughs> hi, Jackie. <laughs> So he will definitely, uh, she's going to be on here. And if John comes on, we'll just crunch everybody together. Kathy, if you could do me a favor and watch Facebook live chat, make sure. Um, if you're on Facebook watching this, there is a problem with Facebook live chat. We cannot see it on our uh, stream. Um, so just let us know. Um, and Kathy's going to try to pay attention to that. Other than that, we are episode 26, I think, isn't it? Um, and so we're going to talk about board games today. Uh, it's something that's coming up because there's a lot of that coming out now. Um, and we have a lot of things coming. So we're going to talk about board games. Um, <laughs> but you're going to have to definitely tune in all the time. What do you mean? Uh, John cannot sing this week. Uh, we're not going to, he had some issues come up. Uh, if he jumps on, he jumps on. If not, we can definitely do it. Um, he did not die from suffering while watching bad movies, but, uh, the emoji movie is on Netflix now. So we're going to have to torture him and try to get him to do that one. Um, hopefully maybe, I don't know. See how much he can suffer. Um, other than that, um, Kathy, what are you drinking today? I am drinking Bombay Sapphire and tonic water today. Ooh. Jackie, were you able to grab anything? 
Yeah, actually, um, I had a very long work day, and I stopped and had a unlabeled brand uh, coffee. <laughs> I don't know if McCrunkles will let you put their logo on your show. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I will definitely be having another vanilla porter. Um, I bought some more Ooh, of that. Ooh, yummy. Yeah, it's super, super good. And I will be drinking some Sword of Leash. Uh, because, and without uh, that, I did and get a waffle finally. finally. I finally have a waffle, so I will definitely be dipping the waffle in. Um, and we will try that the out. It, the way it was meant to be the consumed. The way it was meant to be consumed. So other than that, let's go ahead and give a toast, everybody. Um, I'm glad everybody's safe. I'm glad you enjoyed how you're here again. I'm glad everybody is alive. Cheers. Indeed. Mmm, that's really good. Oh, I forgot to say, we're giving away something tonight. I, di I didn't even tell you all this, but we're going to give away something tonight. Uh, I said I was going to do it. Uh, and so if you are listening and logged online, uh, John, you're not eligible, you slacker. Um, I will be giving away a miniature that I painted. Um, it'll be my heretic uh, that I've painted in my paint scheme that Kathy helped me do some OSL on. Uh, and I will give that away. I should be able to finish it this week and we'll give that away so someone uh, can get that um what was it uh what, who, who wrote that congo uh no xander if you want to donate 20 bucks to more than dice you get to make me sing next week next month uh but you have to do that before the end of the month because if you don't donate on our patreon and put it in the 20 thing you will bypass my month Excuse me, and make Kathy sing the next month. Um. Only if someone <laughs> then donates to the Patreon that month at the $20 level. So, right now we have no, way in do no one donating. And you can just donate 20 bucks. You don't have to do it. I know we uh, do uh, four podcasts and we charge by the podcast, but uh, you can set it up so you only do one. So, if nobody donates by the end of this month, I don't have to sing this month. I can get away with it. Mmm. Uh. You think you can get away with it. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure someone's going to sucker. Um, <laughs> um, so other than that, also I'm going to be painting uh, my Grimkin for my personal army tonight um, while we talk about board games. But before that, let's go ahead and do this. This is an Ego Waffle. Let's break it apart. All right, Kathy. Lego my Ego. Here's my Sword of Leash. Here's my Ego. Uh, I, f I feel like there should be uh, music, music playing in the background, <laughs> and it should be uh, 2001, you know, a space odyssey. There uh, uh, uh. we go, another one. Dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Let's soak it in there. Let's make sure we get like, all the air out of it. War Machine Communion. <laughs> 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 okay, um... That's not uh, good. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's not good at all. <laughs> it's because the ego wasn't frozen. You got to eat it frozen. <sighs> that was definitely not good. Uh, not good at all. I think I wasted some sort of leaves. That's uh, not. Mm -mm. No bueno. See, seeing you guys drink makes you upset. So if my husband is out there watching, please feel free to bring me an ice house. <laughs> just, just throw that out there. Let's see. 
is he in there? Let's see. I'll ch I'll check the chat channel and see if he is listening. He's such a creep. He probably is. <laughs> I don't see that he is. Uh oh, in trouble. But other than that, um, so we're gonna talk about board games. Get that going. Uh, we also want to thank, of course, our Broken Egg Games for sponsoring us. Um, we are working with something on with them right now and Mechanica Studios. Uh, to bring you some new product for you guys and something that there's like three things I'm really super excited for to provide to the War Machine and Horse community um, that's going to help the game a lot, we think, and some really interesting stuff's coming around. Um, so we want to thank them while we're doing this. So I'm going to go ahead and, of course, I have to move the camera over because I only have one camera. I'm not rich like Kathy to have like seven in her house. Um... So I'm going to go <laughs> and set my camera up. And while I do that, uh, you're going to get some aerial shots. And we will start painting on my Grimkin. So here we go. Solo paint cam. Watch the movie upside down. And you can see my green screen too. Ready? Green screen upside down. And now we're going to fly. All right, Kathy. Let's go ahead. And what are we going to talk about on a board game? What is our number one thing we want to talk about in the beginning? Our, our very favorite ones, the ones that we played the most. Ones we're gonna play, the ones we played the most. Yeah. Oh, okay. And what, um, what do you play the most? Actually, I haven't had a chance to play a lot of board games lately. I have been really, really busy with work and War Machine and Horde, so I'm not getting many board games in. So I'm kind of slacking in that department, which kind of irks me because there's some really, really good board games. Oh, geez, yeah, there are. Well, you know, and it's funny because I don't get a chance to play some of the new ones. The ones, the ones that I've been playing the most are old. Uh -huh. Old has been kind of stuff that you know not in print anymore. Especially with Mayfair being sold off to Asmodee, uh -huh. and some of their games are just being discontinued. Some of the older, uh, not as good selling ones. So, what about you, Jackie? Oh my goodness. Um, I, I also haven't been playing a lot of board games. Um, I've been playing goofy living card games recently. Uh, but I definitely have a good few regulars that I always come back to. Um, I wouldn't say they're terribly old. I usually like the dungeon crawly stuff, things that are a little more Dungeon and Dragons-ish looking, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you always go back to Power Grid and... Settlers of Catan and all that stuff, though. We wouldn't have friends over. Yeah, Settlers is one uh, one of our favorites. That's on my list of favorites. Just the ones that that you always return to or that you take over to a friend's when you're playing. Let me know if it goes out of focus or anything happens because I'm trying to get this to set up properly. Uh, today I'm going to work on... Um, I'm going to be working on my Mad Hatter unit. Um, so I'm going to be trying to get that done. Um, what I'm going to do first, just before we get really into it, um, I am going to base coat the entire thing with some gray coat gray, if you can gray. see it, because this is going to be my paint scheme that I did for this one, which is, if you know, I'm doing my, um, heretic, is that which the is that the monochromatic yes. Uh, paint scheme? Yes. And so I'm going to fix that one up and finish that one, but... Um, that's what I'm going to be working on, and that's what my paint schemes are. Blah, 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 blah. 
So, sorry. So we can go ahead and go and keep going. Um, sorry to interrupt. What else? Um, I did, I do have a board game that I really, really like to play. And it's kind of interesting. And I don't know if anybody's ever played uh, Mice and Mystic. Oh, I heard oh, that. I haven't uh, had a chance. My friends just picked that up recently, and we haven't had a chance to play yet. Uh, I've been playing a bunch of that. I've played a bunch of that, trying to go through the story mode. Or I wouldn't say story mode. Go through the game, which has a story mode. And you're actually, you pretty much are, like, role-playing in the game. So oh, that's cool. I like it if uh, anyone's ever done it. Um, also, make sure you keep it. I can't watch chat at all. Um but that's what I was hoping it would be like. It was more like a, a role playing kind of a thing. It is. It, it, it's a descent type style, if you know what I'm talking about, where you have the board map, and then you know you have to do certain things. Somebody's controlling the board and the monsters, and everybody else is kind of cooperative. No, it, it's all cooperative, and everybody plays their own character. And okay. the opposite person that's not acting this turn is the one controlling the monsters. So if it's just you and I during my time of controlling them you would control the monster etc etc okay so well i see oh xander says civilization board game now was that the old civilization board game or is that the sid meyer civilization board game because i enjoy both but the old one is like takes a thousand years to play i think they still i think all of them take a thousand years to play i didn't know there was one besides the sid meyer's We've played this. Oh, there was one that came out. I don't know if it was in the 1980s or 90s, but uh, my friends had it. They've got all these like, and I don't remember who did it. If it was Avalon Hill, you know, back in the day or what. But it's 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 like you know early Civ before it was Sid Meier's Civ, like Civ One maybe, <laughs> and. Uh, and that was just a long-ass game. And it's funny, because one of my favorite games, Age of Renaissance, is an Avalon Hill game. And it's similar, in a way, to uh, Civilization. In that you ha each region has commodities, and uh, you're doing research. So you've got kind of the, the tech tree yeah. going. And, a 4X-style type game. Yeah. And, and I just love that one. And, oh, John goes civilization and advanced civilization. Yeah. Yeah, it was complex enough to be an Avalon Hill game. And it makes sense that Age of Renaissance is similar to it in mechanics and just as complex. <laughs> we were playing that last night until, like, 1 o'clock in the morning with a disgruntled teenager. So. There's your problem playing with a teenager. You know what? It was still fun, even even with that. And I'm not just saying that because I, I lost only by a 200-point margin to the winner. It was a very close game. Yeah. Uh, I actually own the Civilization board game, but I have not even played it yet. Um, I have so many board games that I'm kind of just like, um, I need to play this one. Um, but... Going back to um, Mice and Mystics, I actually own the expansion with it too, and I haven't had a chance to play the expansion because I haven't finished the story mode or I haven't finished the first one. So I don't know how that works after the fact. I don't know why my paint's a little too thin. Um, 
So I'm kind of curious about it. Um, also, I picked up Tail Feathers, which is Mice and Mystics sort of with oop, um, with birds, and it's a flying combat style game. Um, it looks pretty interesting. Um, I own quite a few board games, but I haven't played them all. Um, cause I also like one of the first board games I ever picked up was Android. Um, and it's by fantasy flight and you pretty much the entire game. It's sort of like you're, you're a detective and you're trying to solve a crime and, uh, it's if it was based in the Shadowrun universe type thing or not Shadowrun, uh, Blade Runner. And so you have to solve this crime and open these puzzles up and do a bunch of different things. And it's pretty interesting. I, uh, I liked it. It was one of my first big board games that I ever bought. Um, and it was weird because when I bought it, I'm used to these board games, you know, that were, you know, nice and dainty. And it took a good, like 30 minutes to almost set up the board game because there was so much to it and so much you had to do. So it was really interesting to get my head wrapped around that. Um, so I really enjoyed that game. Um, what's another one? Jackie, you got some a board game you like to talk, you like to play? Uh, before I jump to that, um, Mice and Mystics, that comes with those little minis of the rats and the cats, right? Uh, Minis of the mice, yes. The mice. Um, yeah. How do they look? Because I remember seeing some of them, and I, you know, some board games, it's worth it to buy it if you just want the minis out of it. And that was one of the ones, I believe, that it has, like, little rat, I don't know, rat warriors or something like that. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, it's, it's a little mice. Um, some of them are warriors. Some of them are, um, like, a mage and an archer type thing. They're kind of stereotyped, but yeah. I'm going to add some more paint. This is a little too thin. Um, and they're not bad. I mean, they're not, you're not going to be, you know, super awesome with them. And they're not, you're not going to put them in for competition type stuff. But it, they're worth it. Um, That's cool. They're fun. I mean, you could paint them up and have a decent paint job on them. Which, talking about models and paint jobs, um, I will be doing a review and I finally can get around to do it. A review of the Dark Soul Dark Souls board game. Um, oh, yeah. I have that one. Do you? Have you had a chance to play yes. it yet? I have. Okay. Um, it was it was a really enjoyable experience. I actually played it once. Uh, that's one of the games where the minis themselves are so cool. They're worth the game. Uh, I'm a fan of Dark Souls. Uh, played through them, and the models, the boss models, are awesome. It's pretty difficult. Uh, I don't know if you played the game or not, but it, you know you you die a lot. That's they definitely keep that true to the game and whatnot. So so you've played you've played the game. Mm-hmm. You want to do a double uh, review on that one day? Yeah. Okay. Then you'll get together. And we'll figure it out and we'll we'll get together and double review that game. How about that? Yeah, that'll give me a chance that to run be. through it a second time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll re review it because uh, that one's definitely. Uh, uh, it's, made, it's done by Steamforge, which uh, they're the Guild Ball guys, um, and they made uh, the game. And it's a good game, but we won't get Is into details. Is that the one that, uh, 
that was inspired by the video game or yes. the uh, PC game? Yeah, it, it, it is based off the, the video game. Um, but we don't want to talk about that anymore because you don't want to spoil our review. <laughs> we want people to listen. So we got to be careful. Yeah, what's Dark Souls? We'll what's Dark don't Souls? go past that. <laughs> <laughs> no one can know what it is until the review. So. Well, you know my penchant for, for spoiling. Yes. You know all of our shows <laughs> so we'll, we will uh do the review on that um and we can't go um without talking about like twilight imperium oh uh, my god that's yeah that's an oldie and, yeah. well didn't fantasy flight games re-release that one or they, am i thinking of a different one no they just re-released a new edition recently um and this is a game, well, guys, I mean, and everybody knows if you, you know what Twilight Imperium is, this isn't a game that you're going to just sit down on like a lazy day and spend like an hour playing it. You need to plan an entire afternoon and evening. You know what? Start at noon and plan to play until 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> just um, call off work. Yeah, call off work. Yeah, Don't worry you, about you know, it. Well, just make it a Saturday and, you know... It is, it is a game where yeah. you have to do that, though, where you're going to have to, like, devote a day to it because it's so much to do. And that's um, how Arkham Horror is, too. The which one? Arkham Horror. I oh, my goodness, too. yes. Yeah. Don't play Arkham Horror around cats. Uh, they There's so many little stacks of cards and stuff. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Speaking of stacks of cards and cats and tokens on a board... Uh, last night, one of the uh, very fluffy ragdoll cats jumped up onto the table while we were taking our dinner break. And uh, before we were able to get him off the table, in the fear that he might sit down on the board and swish his tail around, where, you know, you've got all these different regions, and each region's ownership is indicated by these little, you know, cardboard tokens and everything. And we're just waiting for him to just send things flying we're like please get off the table now and maybe you know, we don't want to you know scare the cat so that he you know spazzes out and flails around and knocks everything over yeah it's not cat friendly i don't think any game is cat friendly no <laughs> no only rails i'm really bent on finding a game that's cat friendly now <laughs> there's gotta be one Uno? all the rails games usually are you know, aside from your little, uh, your little uh, game piece that denotes your your train, you know everything else is you use a crayon to draw right on the the board for your rails. So there's no pieces. That's one of my other games, anyways. One rails. of my other favorite. Another Mayfair game. Mayfair um, having been having sold their most popular games to Asmodee North America, uh, but their less well-selling games are just going to be discontinued. And I'm not sure if, if any of the Rails games qualifies as one of the discontinued ones, or if Asmodee is going to release them under their name. I'm not sure. I know they have Settlers of Catan, so that's not going away. Oh yeah, that one's too popular. But, uh, but all the Rails games, I'm not sure about. I hope not, because they're fun games. Um, but going back to the, the Twilight Imperium, 
Um, I own the old edition. I haven't had a chance to play the new edition, but I've looked at a few of the rules and talked to quite a few people that have played the newer edition. And the newer edition gets rid of a lot of the rules that bog down gameplay. Uh, it is still a long game. Still takes you a while to go through it. Um, takes you a while to do things. Uh, still, still is a long game, so you don't have to worry about that. But it definitely uh, is a better system. So if you own the first one, or if you own the, the last edition, definitely get the new edition. The new edition is much better. Uh, better gameplay, quicker, solve some rules and arguments. Um, so... With that one, what's another good one? Um, I, and, and I don't want to consider it a board game, but it kind of is. Um, are all the um, card games. Like, I like... Um, oh, crap. Now I went brain farted because I was thinking of the game and now I can't remember it. Um, the Marvel card game. Um, crap. Oh, I don't know about that one. I don't uh, either. The Marvel card game... Um, Shit, that's going to bug me. Hold on, I'm going to look over there. Uh, Legendary. Uh, I know it's not a board game per se, but um, not the Munchkin. Uh, it's Legendary, which is... Uh, it's kind of a deck builder, but it's kind of not. And you have to work together uh, to win, but of course you're working against each other to be the top winner. Um. And they've got a ton of expansions for it. You know, they added, like, Spider-Man and all this other stuff to it to make it a really good game. And it's a really good cooperative win game. Um, you only have one winner, but you definitely have to have... you got to work together or you won't get through it type thing. Um, and uh, I have a funny story about Legendary. Um, myself and a friend of mine, uh, if anybody knows Juicebox, a.k.a. Chris, we went to Gen Con a few years back, and they were having a legendary tournament. So we were like, cool. And it wasn't a um, team tournament. It was just we signed up to play in it and have some fun. And, you know, the person that won got a copy of their new box for legendary. And... Um, we signed up to play, went over there, started playing, and Chris and I had kind of pre-discussed that if we, you know, get into the same game together, we're going to try to um, help each other out. So we kind of colluded together to win the box. And when they set us down, they set me down and then put Chris right next to me. And Chris went after me. <laughs> When we played, and I was like, I looked at him and I was like, can we ask for anything easier to do? And so we would be feeding each other cards and stopping everybody else from playing. And he would just make sure that the person behind him and the rest of the turn was really crappy. And then it came around to my turn and it was really, really good. And so we walked away with a copy of their game. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I mean, it, we, we just couldn't help ourselves. We were like, this is just too easy. And so we did it. But it's a really good game. If you have never played it, uh, Legendary, um, they've got a bunch of different iterations of the type of game. But you have a set of bad guys, and the bad guys are on the board, and they have a certain set of missions they have to do. 
Um, if you don't stop them by the time they get to a certain point, game's over. You everybody loses. Um, everybody else has uh, built their own superhero deck with cards that are coming out or cards they can pick up, and then everybody tries to stop them. And at the end, whoever does X Y Z the most is the winner. Um, really fun. Uh, I haven't played any of the new ones. I, I didn't get the Guardians of the Galaxy expansion and the new Star Wars. But uh, it was definitely, it's a definitely a good game. That does sound like fun. Um, and it's, there's some stuff that's really hard on there, too, that if you don't do it right, you will get owned. Um, so you have to be careful. Um, another good board game that I liked playing. Zombie Side. See, I have never played Zombicide. Ever. Oh, I might have to bring Zombicide to Adepticon. It would not be the first time that I brought Zombicide and played two or three or four games over the course of the weekend with Total Strangers. Because I'm it's stranger? really easy to pick up. I'm a stranger. <laughs> but yeah, I was playing with a couple friends of mine and uh, just random guy came in and joined our game and I you know I was fine with it I was like does anybody else want to play we can have six people mm -hmm. and this guy played and I to this day I'm not sure if he's somebody that I know on Facebook you know what I mean if oh, you're yeah. like a Facebook friend or whatever and uh but he was really nice and we all had a really good time uh but a game of zombie side is not short it's going to be at least a couple hours um at least Especially if you have new people playing, even though it is really easy to catch on. And it's a co-op game. So you're all in it, you know, tooth and nail, hanging on, just like just like in one of the zombie horror movies. You're like, you're just battling for survival. Yeah. And there's, there's a whole bunch of different missions that are in the rule book. But now up on the forums, they have a lot of people creating their own missions and their own maps with all the different uh, fitting the tiles, the different tiles together, and uh, creating their new different characters, and you know just finding a miniature from Reaper or something that, you know that that it, that is their character. But the uh, the miniatures themselves for Zombie Side are really a nice quality too. They're a lot of fun to paint. They have a lot of character. It's one of my favorite games, and I haven't had a chance to play it that that much this year but there's a group of my friends when we get together uh there's like six of us and if one of us one of them isn't there and somebody else sits in you know it's really co-op and we discuss you know we discuss what each other is gonna do and i have these weapons do you think this weapon would be better for you because you have this skill? It's not like I'm hoarding all the best weapons so that I can kill as many zombies as I want and go into the red while all the rest of you schmoes are, are back in the blue with only one skill, which means we're all going to die and lose because I'm being a selfish bitch. <laughs> because I know there's some people who play it that way, and I don't understand that. Well, not if it's a and fully cooperative like, game. I don't know why people like Zombie Side, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> you now need see, to cooperate. The uh, the last zombie game I played, board game, was uh, Dead of Winter, and uh, I've never played that one. Dead of Winter is a really good zombie game, zombie survival game, where you're all playing. Sorry, I'm trying to keep this in here, but 
There's so many nooks and crannies in this that can get off track. Um, Zombicide is, or uh, Dead of Winter is a zombie survival game. Um, you play a person or a group of people, depending on how you divide it up, and you're trying to survive, you know, the zombie apocalypse. So you, you know, have to get materials, uh, protect your base, zombies come in, you know, can, can attack your base, you know, stuff like that. Um, but you have to, uh, you all have a mission and an individual, you have your mission of yourselves as a group, but then you have an individual mission and you have to complete your individual mission to see who the, you know, the ultimate winner is. So you could, um, you could actually have a mission where, or an objective that you have to screw over all the players and make sure like XYZ dies or, you know, something of that nature. Um, so there is that aspect. It is a cooperative, but there can be times where if someone has a bad mission or bad objective, they may have to screw the party over. But you can't screw them over enough where nobody wins type thing. So you'll have to be you have to be kind of careful of how you do it. Um and they've had they've had an expansion to it, which I haven't played yet. But it's a really good zombie survival game. Um course with you know walking dead being so popular this we know kicks off you know i've never easy. watched walking dead and it's like i said to uh people on the twitch chat um i've never been a big fan of the zombie genre you know of tv shows and all that stuff it's just not not my thing but the game kind of fell into my lap and i just really enjoy the mechanics of it i enjoy the cooperation you know, that takes place. It's a very social game for me. And so it could be anything. It could be aliens. It could be, you know, monkeys. It could be anything that we're battling against. It doesn't matter. So you, you like more cooperative games than battle against each other. I really enjoy other. that. Like, I also like uh, Battlestar Galactica, mm -hmm. the, uh, the Fantasy Flight game. Yep. And... Uh, that's cooperative, except for now you've got Cylons, mm -hmm. and they're infiltrating. So, so everybody gets a loyalty card. So you may be a loyal human at the beginning of the game, and everybody in the game might be loyal humans at the beginning of the game. Or there might be somebody who is a secret Cylon, yep. which is a bit different from Secret Panta. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any gifts given away at this no, game. I mean, and you don't show anyone your loyalty card, so nobody knows if you're a Cylon. So you're all playing, you're all happy, you know, you're fighting the Cylons when their their ships come outside the Galactica, and, and eventually, you know, the Cylon will reveal themselves, or maybe they won't, you know? And depending on how many players you have, you could be the only Cylon, mm -hmm. or there could be another Cylon. And there's there's two phases of the loyalty deck. So at the beginning, everybody gets a loyalty card. And then in the middle of the game, everybody gets another loyalty card once you reach a certain point. Yep. And you might have been a loyal human at the beginning, but really, you were just a sleeper agent. You didn't know. And Correct. it turns out you're actually a Cylon. Yep. Used to and uh, and now you've got to like change your whole strategy and 
I just, I love that game. You're like, there's a traitor. It's like uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill when everybody is all together, you know, playing, and then all of a sudden, wham, you've got the traitor, and their their agenda changes, and, and the whole story changes. Yeah, I've got a cool story about uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Um, playing with some guys, and the house actually started to fly in midair and started to fly up. And the winner was the one that could take the parachute and jump out of the house and get away from the house. Uh, oh my because God. And so, um, so the guy that won fought everybody and knocked everybody, got out of there and got the parachute and then jumped out of the house while everybody else died. So, I mean, it was like you had to, everybody had to die for you to win. So he was like, ah, screw you guys. I'm taking the parachute. So there's only one parachute in the whole place. So, that's another game. That's a good game, too. Uh, I heard the newer edition is much better than the one I have, which kind of sinks. Um, kind of clears up some rules and does some other things. Which also, that also has some pretty... Uh, no, that's not the one I'm talking about. There's another game that's got some pretty decent miniatures. Um, there's a whole bunch of them that have decent miniatures. And there's other ones that have kind of... Uh, yeah. mediocre miniatures like yep. shadows over camelot is a fun game and that's another one where you're cooperative until somebody turns traitor um but they have all the knights of the round table and i was painting them for my friend's game just for kick and uh they were not the best model and one of the faces of one of the knights was like this melty blob of plastic <laughs> so i had to just like paint the paint all of the features onto it and he just kind of has this smiley face look to him <laughs> like something out of the goonies or something it was, yeah it was weird looking yeah well i mean miniatures on the whole for a board game have really gone up and we, we talked about that when we did our uh wanderer episode um and that was you know a lot of board games are having really good miniatures now and, oh, the Wander miniatures are fantastic, and they're sculpted by Patrick Keats, who's one of my favorite uh, miniature sculptors. Yeah, which we have asked him to come on the podcast, and he has graciously said yes. Um, we're going to have him and Doug Hamilton on at one point uh, talking about traditional sculpting versus digital sculpting. So. That'll be fun, because I have... Uh... I've dabbled in traditional sculpting, but I have a lot of um, questions for people who do digital sculpting. When yeah. I was at ReaperCon, there was a couple people who sculpt, who do the digital sculpting for uh, Reaper, and I was, you know, just hammering them with questions because I think it would be fun, and I would love to get my hands on a copy of ZBrush so that I could uh, just play with it, play mm -hmm. with the digital sculpting software. I've never done any of it, so I have no freaking clue. I just know that I never did it. Um, what's some other board? Um, let's talk about the difference between the board games because there's we, we've said it a couple of times already. Uh, talking about competitive versus cooperative, and then there's cooperative with a twist. Um, but there's also competitive games that are less complex, and yes. there's competitive games that are in incredibly complex and other people have already mentioned like civilization and i mentioned age of the renaissance which is an avalon hill game and avalon hill is famous for stupidly complex games yeah, <laughs> that well, take I, 800 years to 
play. Which, which was there, there's always a place for those really big games. And um, I love them. Yeah. You know, I'm a sucker for those games that, like I said, you start at noon and you're playing it until like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But there's also a good thing to say about games that aren't. Um, and I think this is where we want to kind of go with the conversation is you can have a competitive game and then you can have a competitive co-op and then you can have, you know, a complete co-op, um, game. And it also depends on your group. I know like, for example, when I play a board game, depending on who I'm playing with, it's usually, Hey, get Gonzo out as quick as possible. Or it's, Hey, get that other guy out as quick as possible because they know that they can win. Um, which I used to my advantage, um, because when I played, um, I can't remember what game it was. Um, I was playing a game with some friends and I was playing this with, uh, my friend Chris. Um, and they were like, we always try to get Chris out cause Chris always wins. So I'm like, Oh, okay. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's get him out as quickly as possible. But I hindered their gameplay to take out Chris so I could win. So while they were all concentrating on Chris, taking Chris out, I was like, all right, I'm going to secretly do all my stuff and get all my stuff done and get that done, which is, you know, kind of underhanded and mean. But, hell, if you're going to do that, I'm going to take it out. And, and I prefer I prefer cooperative games that are with a secret objective. So you can, you're all working together for a mission, but you have to all, you each have your own secret objective. You know what I'm saying? Sort of like the, the Cylon and Battlestar Galactica or uh, Dead of Winter. You all have something that you can do individually that's secret from what everybody else is doing. But, okay, yeah. So everybody's got their own agenda. Yes, there's on top a, of it. There's... Sorry, there's a there's a good game that fits in that category with you guys. Uh, have either of you ever played any of the Cash and Guns games? Um, I own Cash and Guns, and I've played do you, it. Do you, own the, do you own the old one or the new one? The newer one. Oh, do you? Yeah. I haven't played it yet. It's a lot of fun, but it's a lot like that. You can, you know, you all get your foam gun, foam gun and whatnot, and you can build alliances, but... They always break down. Um, there's a really fun game mode in it that's honestly more fun than the game itself. It's a, uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's like who's the cop? It's kind of <laughs> like the Stargate one. Everyone gets a card, and you know everyone's a robber, and one person's a cop, and you gotta find out who's phoning the police and whatnot. Um, it's that's a good one though, and that one's easy peasy. You can learn it quick. You can do quick little sessions. Really fun if you have people that are not super into the board games but want to have fun still uh -huh. armies i guess you want to call them. yeah because i mean there's there's people that want to play a board game but don't want to play that 10 hour session or you know five hour session or whatever and i can totally yeah. see it because sometimes that can just get you know crazy and there's certain games that i have where it's it's games you can take and you can play as a dinner table where you're eating at so if you're going to um you know at, at a restaurant you're all just hanging out and you're just going to do some hanging out and eating and it's not like a really big heavy restaurant that you can do this at but uh, a game that i know a lot of people like to play is a uh, love letter i did play that one time and it was fun i don't remember a whole lot about it yeah. but i remember we all had a blast with it yeah and it's, and it's a quick and easy it's really simple 
Uh, and it's only like, a, you know, it's just a few few cards. So you're not, you know, you don't have to bring a lot of stuff with it. Um, I know a lot of people that do uh, guillotine, which is um, where you have to sever the heads of famous people. And whoever the famous people are depends on how much, how many points you get. Um, and that's a quick and easy game that you can do. I picked up a game at Gen Con last year called uh, Einstein. Uh-huh. I, there's more to it, but um, I really enjoy it because now you've got kind of puzzle pieces that you have to fit together based on experiments that you have to complete, which are on cards. So you draw cards, and those cards have uh, shapes that you have to complete using the uh, the tiles. Mm-hmm. that you have at hand and you're and meanwhile the person the person you're playing against is using the same bunch of tiles uh, to complete their shapes you know their experiments that are on their cards and it's it's fun but it's pretty fast paced you know it's competitive uh but it is like one of those games where you could be you could be eating and playing a game and the game only takes like a half an hour or 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, love cart, uh, is an easy one. I uh, love note, excuse me. Uh, and it's quick and easy. You don't have to, and like I said, it's only like 10 cards or so. And then, or eight cards. It's like a very small, a very small card count. So you could have it in your pocket and then play and you don't have to worry about it. Uh, love letters, excuse me. Um, also, guillotine. Uh, it's got. It comes in a box, but you can actually, you know, pull the cards out and play. Um, and, and, and those games are really good to, and to have just to play while you're waiting for your dinner to come out, or you know, doing whatever you need with them. Add a little bit more gray to that model. I'll work on that a little bit later. Um, and I think those games are really important. Um, Especially yeah, the shorter, uh, fast-paced games, definitely, there is a place for those. Uh, my husband picked me up a game called Red Shirts. <laughs> and so, so you're all, I mean, it's not official Star Trek. But yeah. Um, Star Trunk. But, but, but you're all on a, a spaceship, and you're exploring, and the goal of the game is to have as many of your red shirts die horribly um, as you can rather than rescuing them or anything. You like, you need to be the person at the end of the game who has no red shirts left. That's funny. And uh, so it's like, it's all like bizarre world. It's the opposite of what you would think. And it takes a while to get into the mindset of, I don't want to, build up my red shirts i want to kill them <laughs> i want to make sure they die by um, whatever means necessary going with that there was um there's a game that we play and uh we always before we played a role-playing session we would always play this game and it's i i overlord um i don't know if anybody's ever played it before but it is a fun little game to play. And one person plays the Overlord. And everybody else plays Goblins. And they're trying to... They have to use the cards they have in their hand to try to convince the Overlord that it wasn't their fault that they messed up and the plot is foiled and you know so on and so forth. So you have to interpret the cards and 
you kind of have to butt kiss whoever's playing the overlord and blame other people for what your for what the mistake was and it's a fun little game um and you have to not be able to you know yet it's it's a game of bullshit but you have to use the cards to uh bullshit your way through the reason why it's not your fault and you have to try to convince whoever's playing the overlord that they you know they weren't at fault um but it's a really fun game too and it's a quick and small game um sort of like all the flux games and everything oh i love the flux games the first time i played uh monty python or was it monty python or was it uh specifically the holy grail i don't remember you know that version of flux i played it with complete strangers like Uh six people that i had never met at a game store we had so much fun it was ridiculous and we're all like talking in the you know these hideous accents you know because there are cards that require you to speak in an accent you know it's it's so much fun. Yeah, the Monty Python Flux is definitely worth getting. I actually have the uh, Cthulhu Flux, too, and that one's a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, I, I have... want that one. I, I love the Flux games. I have and uh, Batman they, and Zombies. Really short. They have a Batman one? Yeah, they, they have, have a Batman. Is it the Batman animated series? Oh, my uh, God. No, they, they have, awesome. Yeah, they have a Batman Flux. No, it's not the animated series. It's just normal uh, Batman. I have the animated series one. I have... If it's Cartoon Network, I'll buy it. So I have that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those games right there, the little small quick games that you can grab and play really quickly are really good. And, and I know it's kind of stupid mate. You know, I'm not showing my age or anything. But, you know, whenever I go out to eat with people, I don't want people looking at their phone. Because I'm there, especially if I'm, if I'm going out for a social event, like I'm going to a convention... I don't want people looking at their phone and stuff. I want to enjoy your company. And so these little small games are an easy way to get people pulled away from their phone and socialize and have a good time. Nothing wrong with looking at your phone. Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not that old. But if I'm at a convention, yeah, I just want, you know, I I, I want, you know, quality time with people. Do you play cribbage? No, I'm not that old. (laughs) You know, though, that's a that's a good way to maximize your buffet time. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Old country buffet, you want to get, like, six, seven plates in, but you just take a little breather in the middle. You do, so you, like, whip out the cribbage board. Yeah, so you you're know, not loitering. And you, just, and you just go to town. Me and my friend used to do that at Perkins. There was a Perkins near us that was 24-7. And we would, we would go out dancing, and at, like, 2 when the bars closed, we would go to Perkins, and we would play cribbage until like four o'clock in the morning or something before we went home and you know that's an underrated game as far as you know card games go everybody thinks of card games as like magic or dominion or Mm -hmm. you know you know the deck building games and everything and and i'm like you know what i just like a deck of cards and a cribbage board and you know four people we can play partners you know it's super easy all you do is count and score and uh you know and you can do best two out of three <laughs> um i was coming over to look at this is why i'm waiting some paint to dry and um ship captain cruise another one but you have to play that 
you can't play that with anybody. You have to play that at a convention. You can't play that without everything. And it's usually got a lot of drinking involved. And it's a gambling game. So, yeah. Oh, that's another one. Um, I have not played Shadows of Brimstone Legionnaires. Uh, I've heard about it. And I've seen it. I just never did it. Um, I have played Betrayal before. Um, and I like that because it's a good fun game. Um, and yeah, diplomacy is good for losing your friends. You can't have a, you can't have a game conversation without at least mentioning Cards Against Humanity. Oh yeah, that's always a good one, uh, to introduce to see who can hand. It's a great convention game. Uh, there was one Adepticon where a bunch of our friends were over from the UK to play War, uh, Warhammer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they brought the UK version of Cards Against Humanity. And there's a thing. It's, it's different. All of their pop culture references and all of their bizarre, filthy slang terms are very different from uh-huh. the U.S. version, as it turns out. So I'm like, I'm like looking at the guy next to me going, uh, what does this mean? I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm pretty sure it's dirty, but I have no idea what this means. That's funny, because, yeah, the last thing you want to do is Google any of those. Um, <laughs> oh, my what's God, some kind yeah. of warning? <laughs> well, was, um, talk- not my search history. Uh, another <laughs> one. I will knock on your door. That I, uh, I we like to play and I like to bring it to conventions is Epic Spell Wars. Uh, have y'all ever I've played that? Heard of that one? Oh, I've Epic Spell Wars either. is funny as hell to play. You play a wizard, and you have to knock out the wizard you know, wizards that are also playing, so y'all can um, be the best wizard. But the thing is, is you have to build your wizard spell. So you have three cards, and one's a beginning, middle, and end to the spell. And you, whenever you cast a spell, you have to do it in your best wizardry voice, and you know, go all you know crazy with it. And if you don't, um, they can like you know knock you out and say your spell doesn't work uh, and stuff. So I mean, but some of the spells are just like really stupid, and it, it's kind of like a card against humanity type humor. Um, nothing really, really bad, but definitely you know some adult humor mixed in with that. So that's another good um, card game that you, you could try. Are you bring that to Adepticon so we can play? Oh, I can, I can bring that to Adepticon. That's a good fun one <laughs> to bring to Adepticon. Awesome. Um, what's some other good board games? I'm looking at my stuff right now while I'm waiting for my paint to dry. Um, I've Because I've got a few that I haven't even had a chance to play. I've got way too many board games. Uh, like, I have Fife. And I have all the um, expansions with it. And I got it really, really cheap. Um, but it's a game where you play a um, uh, medieval. And you have to go through, like, you have to marry people off. So you get to play, like, you know, your daughter and granddaughter and all that type of stuff. Um, type thing. Um, we always can always talk about A Few Acres of Snow and Twilight Struggle. Those are always good, solid games, um, because they're they're some of the top quality board games of all time. Um, let's see, I got Eclipse, which is another uh, game like Twilight Imperium where it takes forever to play, but it's worth it. Um, 
fierce, fun ones. Damn, cosmic encounters. Oh my god, cosmic encounters. Yes, that's a good one. So I played that once with a bunch of people who had played it all through college. Like, that is all they did in their free time when they were in college together. They had every single race and ability memorized. And they're like, oh, you'll love this game, Kathy. And I sat down to play, and I had no idea what was going on. And they're like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And I'm like, I'm just going to die, I guess. Okay. <laughs> it's a good time to play the pacifist. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that was... Uh, who, who just re-released uh, Cosmic Encounter? Was that a Fantasy Flight game as well? I think. I don't know. I know they seem to be re-releasing, like, uh, getting the rights to a bunch of old games and re-releasing them. But I don't remember. I know it's. I know it just came out again. So, I, I had one experience playing it. I heard it was fun. I'd like to give it a go with people who don't have every single thing memorized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I saw Xander was talking about Exploding Kittens. Um, yeah, I saw that, too. That's, that's I, a fun game. It's, uh, it's a fun party game. Mm-hmm. I have a good story about Exploding Kittens. I have a friend of mine, Nick. Nick is usually who I always travel with and always room with. Um, and Nick sometimes talks in his sleep. And... Um, not this last War Machine weekend, but the one before that, I think, or Midwest Melee, I can't remember which, which convention we were at, and uh, Kim and I were sitting in bed just talking and whatever, and it was really, really late at night. We were just kind of winding down from the tournament, and Nick had been asleep for probably a few hours. He went to bed pretty early compared to what we were doing, and I'm talking like he was in bed for three or four hours. And her and I are just sitting there talking, you know, whispering. We're not waking anybody up. And Nick sits up, straight up out of bed, and puts his feet on the edge of the bed and goes, Spawning kittens, boom, bazooka, blow up, gah! And then just lays back down and goes to sleep. <laughs> and he was dead asleep the entire time. And I was like, you all right, Nick? And he, just, he was just back asleep. And it, it just happened so much. It was so damn funny. Um, and and I, don't, I don't give him crap for it, but we just always joke about it because he, he can get very vocal in his sleep, and it's just so hilarious because it, it was just random. Quickly sit up, put his legs over the edge of the bed on the free, and just spout out, you know, random exploding kitten stuff. <laughs> we just awesome. We just laughed our ass off. Um, what time is it, Kathy? It is two minutes to our media section um let, let, let's do a quick section uh about up and coming board games um that are coming out um i know that guys we did a uh podcast on wonder um and those guys are their board guy board game is coming out soonish because uh, our kickstarter is over but anybody else have any other board games i want to talk about um, I know, well, I guess it's actually more of like a living card game. A game that just came out that I just got, uh, actually came out closer to Christmas was, uh, Dragonfire. That's mm, the Dungeons and Dragons card game. Uh-huh. Ooh, tell that us about it. Yeah, that one's pretty fun. It's difficult. Um, we, it's, it's cooperative. You oh, can, it kind of reminds me of Descent, but not so much heavy on like the tile pieces and whatnot. It's like if you place that with cards, uh-huh. uh, you, you have your, 
Your character sheet is a card, like Descent. You could be, you know, an orc or a dwarf, you know, a stereotype from the Dungeons and Dragons world. Uh -huh. And then you guys go, then your party together. Uh, our first experience, uh, we didn't understand the rules fully. It was a test run, so we couldn't have been doing it slightly incorrectly, but we were destroyed. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely, you definitely want to be careful and actually really think about your actions. It's really fun. Um, and what else? And there's another game that, since you guys are talking about re-releases, uh, I think it just got released towards the end of the year. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Last Night on Earth, but they yes. just had a 10-year oh, yeah, edition yeah. come out. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I, I really enjoy that one, yeah. That's another fun one you could probably bring out to a con or something. Yeah. Maybe not a dinner table, uh, too many little pieces. But... Yeah, that one's, yeah, that's a little more involved than uh, than dinner, but yeah, that's, that's a really fun one. We've had a lot of good times with that one. And it's funny, because we were playing that before I got my hands on Zombie Side, and they're kind of similar. I mean, yeah. kind of. But yeah, last, last Night on Earth is another one of the zombie cooperative games. Yep. Um, switched over to uh, the camera, so we can get back to this when we go to the thing. Um, I, I, I actually have to say that overall, board games in general have been really, really good in the last 10 years. Um, well, they've, they've had some, there are some old ones from the 80s and 90s that, some old chestnuts that are good that people just have forgotten about. And but, but I mean. Jim and I always talk about how we hope that they would, that Fantasy Flight picks up some of these old Avalon Hill ones uh -huh. and, you know, reconditions them and re-releases them with like new artwork and. Maybe some rules, clarifications on a few things, you know, like Age of Renaissance. It's out of print. You can't find it anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but I would love to see them re-release that one. But, I mean, uh, uh, overall, I'd say in the last, like, seven to ten years, board games have been really, really good. I mean, and we're getting some good, solid ones. Um, and, and not... And, and, not all of them are like the you know Twilight Imperium. There's some good, solid, quick and easy board yeah. games that are fun. So and, and, many different ones. You, you've got so many different play styles. Yes. You know. Um. So we're gonna go into our media section. Uh, I noticed that we've got quite a few people in our chat channel. I appreciate everybody showing up. Um. If you like what we're talking about, um, give us a follow. Uh, follow us here and on YouTube and on Facebook. We appreciate it. We always take any type of anything you want to say in our suggestion box or want to tell us that, hey, y'all need to do more of this or do that. Uh, let us know. Um, we always like to hear from our fans. Um, and then let's go ahead and go to media section and talk about what we watched this week. And let's see. Come on, click them on over. There we go. I'm going to have to fix the screen for a minute, so I'm going to fix that screen while we're talking. Um, why don't we go, Kathy? What... what can you talk about today uh so the only thing i've really watched uh this week is a few episodes of the second season of Broadchurch, which i am woefully behind on i mean it's been a few years and i actually had to think to remember just what it was that happened with it but that's another bbc show mm -hmm. i i just i watched the british tv that's kind of all I really watch these days. <laughs> I watch the British TV. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like, I'm watching, and you know, they locally we used to have this uh, channel called MHC World View, 
mm-hmm. which was newscasts from around the world, but they also would play uh, detective shows from different countries. So we could watch like Tatort from Germany, or we could watch uh, Montalbano from Italy, uh, you know, or Spiral from France, you know, with subtitles, you know, but they're really good shows. And our local PBS, uh, I don't know if they lost their funding or what it was, but that channel went away so i'm very sad that my international mysteries are gone now (laughs) um so i've been making do with just the uh the british ones but that's yeah it's just broad church is what i've been watching and that that one stars david tennant as a uh as a detective and it's a drama there's there's really not anything comedic about it. <laughs> no, because they actually brought that um, they brought that over and made and redid it uh, for the American audience. They tried. It they didn't. Did it wasn't as good. It, no, it, 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 it almost it, never is. It wasn't. I mean, because even you know, it just it didn't it didn't have that feel like the BBC version. So yeah, Mm-mm. no bueno. Um, I I got one that I can talk about before we let Jackie because I know Jackie says she's got like seventeen she wants to talk about. <laughs> um, oh, cool, because I have nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> that might be an over-exaggeration. Um, <laughs> I'll go with uh, I'm going with Congo. I've been watching a pretty decent amount of the Olympics uh, lately. Um, I don't have cable, so I use PlayStation View for all my stuff, and so you know it DVRs everything that's on there, and. You know, I, I like learning about sports I don't know a lot about. Like, I don't, I didn't know all the rules of curling, so I looked it up, and I don't mind watching curling. Um, yeah. All the snowboarding, you know, I don't, I don't care much for ice skating. I don't care for any of that stuff. Um, but like the speed skating stuff, yeah, I could deal with that. I was watching those guys go around, and uh, what was it last night? The skeleton. Um, going down the, the skeleton um, sled, you know, where the person's going down the, the track at like 75, 80 miles per hour with their oh head, God, I love that. Yeah. you know, their head is centimeters to hitting the bottom of the track all the time. Head first. I'm like balls. That, yeah. That thing was just, I was like, it's, holy crap. That's extreme sledding. Right yeah. There. I thought it was funny as one of the commentators is like, yeah, people don't start out in skeleton. Uh, they usually do something else and come to skeleton because uh, no parent's going to go, yeah, let my kid do this part of this, uh, you know, sport to start off with, which I is kind of funny. Always, we used to slide down the hills on uh, head first, but that was absolutely <laughs> not Olympic at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been watching uh, quite a bit of the Olympics also. Um, which is still good. I'm not much of a Winter Olympics guy, but I'm not going to argue with it. I, I enjoy watching Olympics just because I like seeing everybody do new things and try new well, stuff. I do like the uh, the ice skating, but I like watching dancing too. Um, so ice skating is fun. Uh, the snowboarding I love. Yep. Uh, that was a lot of fun this year. Um, curling, I'm just I'm just not into. I don't. Yeah. Sorry, Canadians. I just don't get the appeal. Um, <laughs> Other than that, it's, um, like, it's like bowling on ice. Um, 
Sort of. <laughs> Jackie, what, what's your first thing you want to talk about today? Um, I do want to say, so curling, I have been convinced my whole life, and no one's proved me wrong yet, that it's actually a big Canadian joke, and that they're doing a little swiffer thing isn't actually doing anything. They're just making fun of us the whole time for going like, yeah, look at that thing go. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a conspiracy theory behind curling. They're like, what can we get Americans to cheer for? Uh, I might be offending some diehard curlers, yeah. curlies throw out there. Rocks, throw some rocks across the ice and then follow it, you know, get some brooms going and tiny brooms, you know. Ice bowling. <laughs> That'll appeal to people. Americans will buy tickets for anything. Um, uh, yeah. Just tell them it's, it's foreign and exotic. <laughs> <laughs> and there's beer afterwards. Uh, let's see, what did I watch? Well, I watched a good bit. Uh, I'll start off with movies before I get to series. I watched for one of the... It's it's the first time not on television, so it was pretty horrifying. I don't know if you... you I'm sure you guys heard it. The Thing? Oh, yeah. John, oh, what's wait, his name? You know Something what? Carpenter? I've never seen it. Yeah, John Carpenter. Yeah, I've still, still never seen it. So, don't feel bad. I watched on television, and I was like, oh, it's like... A mystery movie. Oh, it, you know, something's happened. I don't. I don't want to spoil a movie that came out like 20 minutes ago. But you know, there are casualties and whatnot. Uh, and we decided to pop it in. He got on DVD. My husband has a huge The Thing tag too, so it's really rude of me to not even actually know about the movie. So we watched it, and oh my god, it's something about those 80s effects is so disgusting. It gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating pizza we were watching it, and the sauce just reminded me of the blood, and oh, man. Oh, that totally makes me think of the first time I saw, oh, Werewolf London. Oh, that was really good, too. We were eating pizza, too, and the guy's friend who, you know, spoilers, gets killed, um, is, is talking to him. He keeps appearing to the guy, and he's got this, like, his throat has been ripped out. And he's got this little bit of skin that just keeps wiggling back and forth as he's talking. And we're, like, sitting there eating pizza and stuff, and it looks eerily similar. <laughs> little pepperoni <laughs> hanging down there, little mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> so, but go on with uh, your stuff that you've been watching. Uh, I watched a lot of one thing as well. I don't know how you guys are into uh, American mainstream anime, but I recently watched, like, 15 episodes of Dragon Ball Z Super. Just the <laughs> well the thing about it is i i was you know who doesn't like dragon ball z so Me. i had to watch it eventually <laughs> well hush you hush <laughs> at least it's not naruto i don't watch that either naruto. i can't say that one too nobody does it's okay <laughs> um, they just say they do uh but it was so classic dragon ball z at first it was it's all this screaming and unnecessarily long dialogue and standing alone in battle just just talking for three episodes straight i'm like this is awful this is just filler of the anime but then i realized wait a minute that literally is dragon ball z so yes. at least they're keeping true and making it six and a half episodes for nothing to happen so that was fun uh that was that was a good one there i didn't finish it but i got pretty far uh what else did i watch i watched uh so the Olympics are afoot, and local television likes to play 
I think it's called Cool Runnings. It's the Jamaican yep. bobsled. <laughs> yeah. So that's not really relevant, but I got to, you know, watch that. Definitely five out of five stars every time. <laughs> <laughs> John Candy is amazingly good in that and amazingly funny. Uh, a funny, good, spoofy show. And it's not even a spoofy. It's, you know, comedy based on what actually happened. <laughs> but it's definitely a good John Candy movie. Um, I did watch a TV series also, and uh, I was waiting for a friend of mine to come home, and I was in there, and a roommate was watching, uh, what is it, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, the the TV series that's on Netflix, uh, Race Wars or whatever it is, or I can't remember which one, but it's not the movies, it's the, the show. And um, I had watched uh, uh Troll Hunter, which is on Netflix also. It's a Netflix TV show, and it's done by the same animation company. You can tell 100% it's done by the same people, same thing, everything. And it, uh, there were some jokes in there that definitely you can tell that they're catering to the adults watching this show. Um, and it was kind of funny because I guess they were talking about the S house. S is in the letter S. And they were like, oh, it's hitting me in the ass. Oh, no, there goes my ass. And you can tell that they were stretching for ass the whole time while they were saying it because of the accent. And it was just, I was like, oh, kids aren't going to get this because it's, it's meant for a young audience. But you can tell there's a lot of adult humor in it, which is good, um, especially if you have to watch it with your kid. But, I mean, it wasn't a bad one. It's How to Train Your Dragon, the TV series, which was pretty decent. Uh, I only watched a few episodes, but other than that, it was pretty decent. Uh, did you watch any movies, Jackie? Um, Besides cool the rings. thing? <laughs> that was it? The, the thing in the Cool Runnings. Uh, you know, it's funny. I do all this stuff throughout the week, and I'm usually binge-watching something, but when I have to sit down and actually recall it, I don't remember any <laughs> of it. Uh, Stop drinking give so me much. like 10 seconds, I'm sure i remember something. Mm. Oh, I can go and go with my... Um, Let's go and go. Uh, I went and saw Black Panther today. Oh, yes. Yes, you did. Um, and before I start with my review, I, I, I've got a pet peeve of mine. I love trailers before the movies. I really do. I love trailers before the movies. I love watching trailers. Um, I love, you know, seeing movies come out. I just, I, I love trailers. But one of the things that really kind of irks me about it, and I know there was actually a lawsuit at one point about this, was... I always get to the movie theater like 45 minutes before the show starts. It's just something of mine. I hate getting to the theater and not getting where I want to sit. I usually sit right in the middle, right in the middle, up and middle, you know. So the screen is 100% in my middle view. And so I sit there 30, 40 minutes before the movie starts and, you know, just chill. Um, movie starts at, say the movie's going to start at 1 o'clock. The movie doesn't actually start till one twenty. Because they show about, oh, 11 to 12 minutes of commercials that were on previously. And then they show the trailers, which I hate that. It pisses me off more than anything. I hate having to sit through commercials um, before it. You've already shown enough while people are sitting there waiting for the movie. Don't, don't make me watch more. I don't mind trailers because that's, you know, that's kind of what we're there for. Hey, go see our movie in front of it. But, I mean, it's getting worse and worse. Um, it used to be, you know, five minutes worth of commercials. And now it's like, 
you know, fifteen minutes of commercials, and then they show the trailers. And your popcorn's already gone. Thank you very much. Yes, I mean, so Black Panther was two hours and fifteen minutes, which means we had to go past that. So it was another twenty to thirty minutes past that showtime. And whenever John told me he was late from watching the movie, I was like, that's yeah. probably the reason why. He was thinking yep. it was a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and it was actually a three-hour movie after yeah. all the commercials and the trailers. So that's just a real big pet peeve of mine. I don't mind that. Um, and, of course, anybody that talks or checks their phone or whatever during the movie, it pisses me off, too. But that's another story. Uh, so Black Panther Review. Um, newest Marvel series. Um... We've all seen the trailer. We all know it's, we all know what Black Panther's about. He's already been in some stuff. Um, I thought that was really interesting that everybody was toting this as, you know, representation of black culture and, you know, blah, 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 the whole theme on that. And it was good. I, I don't I don't have a problem with it. Um, I But I don't go, I didn't go in that mindset of, you know, this is a movie meant to just have black culture all through it. Um, cause people were like, well, you're not going to like it because I had one person, I had one black person goes, you're really not going to like it cause I don't have many white people in it. So I was like, that's not why I'm going to this movie. It's a yeah. Marvel movie. It's a superhero movie. Yeah. Um, which was really a good movie. Um, there was a, a time when I was watching the movie and you know, I, I did do the loose track of time because I got all caught up. Um, and I was watching it very into what they were doing. Uh, in the movie, and then there was a couple of scenes, a couple of things that just kind of dropped me out of the the disbelief that it wasn't. Um, there, there, there's something about whenever you're doing a superhero movie, you and it's a first superhero movie, and you're doing the origin, and then what they're doing, and then they fight the bad guy, and then they win, or you know whatever how it's supposed to go. And this kind of didn't follow that, and I can understand why. Uh, for the simple fact that we already know about Black Panther in the previous Marvel movies. Um, so there's a little bit of information um, that they give you to get you caught up. Um, and then it gets into all the characters and they all start doing stuff and everything keeps going. Um, it 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 had some really good graphics. My good complaint was it was it was fun. It was a good Marvel movie. Uh, not the best one in my opinion, but very a, a very good one. Uh, action scenes were really good. Combat, all that stuff was really good. Um, but it just kind of led to the fact that one, as soon as I watched it, it m- m- my mind goes, every good guy creates the bad guy for their story uh, in some way or another. And, and, and I'm kind of, and I know that's how it is and knows what's going on. But every time I see a bad guy, you know, I go, oh, the good guy created the bad guy because the good guy accidentally did X, Y, Z. Um, and, and I'm just kind of like, Ugh. that just it, it just kind of grated on my nerves because I saw it coming from the very beginning. Um, but it was a really good Marvel movie. Of course, not Captain America. John, quit your nitpicking, dork. Um but a lot of them, and, and and you could just you you saw this coming from a mile away. Um, they uh, they brought up some good aspects, uh, some good uh, lines from the movie um, that are relevant to today, and you can te- definitely tell 
that when they wrote some of the lines for this, it definitely shows up in what our current political climate is, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, it was, uh, it, it was good. Um, didn't have any disbelief problems about what was going on. Uh, typical Marvel stuff. You know, you, you kind of just shut your brain off on certain things. Um, I wish I would have saw more a Black Panther though. Um, I wish I would have saw him doing more in the t- more in the show. Um, the rest of the crew that were there uh, was really good. Uh, what's her face? Um, I don't even know what the actress's name was, and I'm I'm kind of ticked off that I don't know her name. Um, but they call her General uh, in Black Panther. Uh, I'm gonna look her up real quick because um, she. Um, um, where is it? Da, 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 da. Can't even figure. I think her name's Dora Malaji. M-I-L-A-G-E. Um, she was one of the sub main characters in it. And she was amazing. I'd watch a show just with her. Um, what is it? is it? No, that's not who it is. Uh, so I can find her name. Uh, but it's what do they call general? Yes. Um, yeah, she plays in Walking Dead. Um, but they call her general in there, and she's like the head of the royal guard and stuff. I can't remember. I can't remember. But she was incredible. I was like, I wanted to see more of her. I was like, this woman's awesome. She's doing a great job in acting. The character's great and understandable. Um, she's a blast to watch. I wanted to see more of her. Um, she was just incredible. Uh, to me, Black Panther kind of was the side character in this, though. And I think that would kind of just kind of, I think it's what kind of hit me in the wrong, what the thing. There is. Uh, thanks, is Xander. Black Panther. Yeah, because it was Black Panther. It's more, it should have been called, uh, you know, not Black Panther. Black Panther and Friends. Panther and Friends, yeah. Or, you know, Wakanda. <laughs> the, you know, or whatever. Because that's what the real story was about, was about that that area. Uh, but he, he didn't show up as much as I'd like for him to be. It was more about um, Wakanda and the side characters. And Black Panther was kind of the subset to it. Um he didn't do as much as like everybody else. It was like they were trying to show all the other characters all at the same time. So yeah, it, Black Panthers and Friends would probably be the best way to describe the show. Uh, it was still good, um, minor issues, but nothing huge. Um, there were two after scenes, after the credit scenes, and really they were kind of a letdown. Um, one of the after scenes could have been in the show. It had nothing really to add. Um, there was no need to have it as an after credit scene. Uh, the second one could have just been the after credit scene. And you you see it from a mile away because it's actually kind of foretold within the, the movie. Um, when you, you, I mean, I can, and I can't say it without spoiling part of it. Um, it was really neat. It was a good, fun movie. I'd say maybe pushing it maybe two shots of Kraken. Uh, and that's kind of pushing it, saying two shots. 
Um, let's see it again, just to, you know, kind of get a full thing in. Um, cause I actually was kind of bugged by these three teenage kids that were there that were like, they didn't talk yeah. through it, but they were just like, you could tell they were super fans and they would just make a comment here and there. So it kind of got me distracted. Uh, no, I did not see it in 3d Xander. I don't watch movies in 3d. Can't oh, stand them. Um, it was good though. Not bad, not their best in my opinion, but it was still good. I definitely go go to the theater and watch it. Um, I did have to crack up um, because there were a lot of kids in the theater, uh, and I don't have a problem when children are laughing and saying something to their parents about something that happens in the movie because they're a kid. They're gonna say "ooh" and "on," ah, "dad," "did you see that?" Uh, type thing. Um, so I don't have a problem with that. But there was a part where these two people were kissing. And the kid was like, ooh. And he was like a little, you know, four or five-year-old. <laughs> and he was like, ooh, again. And I just had to die laughing. It was just kind of funny. Um, and then you could be uh, you could be right that some of the scenes were just for a 3D effect. But I don't. I can't watch 3D. I wear glasses to watch everything. Yeah, it, and so it's hard yeah. to watch Agreed. a 3D movie Same. when you wear glasses. Yep. Uh, Even no, now they have we, yeah, we need to wrap this up so we can tell you about all the fabulous sponsors who have made this show possible for us. Yeah, we have to. Uh, we're mention. Uh, I actually talked to uh, Dan this week, guys, um, and thanks to Dan for sponsoring the um, the uh, media section. Dan is going to be. Um, um, working with us on something I'm going to be doing it on the podcast. We just haven't figured out what yet. I can't say it. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, no, but he Dan will be writing stuff. One, Dan is the one who is Tectonic Art Studios. He does the uh, laser etched MDF uh, terrain and stuff. Yeah. Um, him and I have been doing, talking about some stuff and we are going to be doing something on podcast with his stuff. So you'll just have to wait and see. Um, but before we do that, for anything else, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, give me, uh, give me number between one and seven, Jackie. Seven. Uh, Xander, Xander, you're going to be the proud owner of a miniature painted by me. You'll get my heretic oh, from me. Uh, Xander, oh, make sure you send I'm me. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> Xander, yeah, send me the, your yeah. address and everything in Facebook. And I will send that miniature to you when I'm finished with it. Um, being that people are listening and watching. We probably should have done that before the media section. But uh, Xander, make sure you send me um, your address again uh, on Facebook. And I will get that to you as soon as possible when I'm done painting it. Um, what else? Of course, thanks for uh, Reconnect Games. Uh, stay tuned. Watch our Facebook page. Um, we got a few things coming up in the works. Um, if you are part of our Patreon account and you subscribe to the uh, $5 level, I just posted Kathy's part two of her painting Red Flame, Blue Flames, and Lava part two. <laughs> um, and with that, we'll also have, if you want, make sure to watch us on Facebook page because this week, um, the group from Dawn of Harbinger, which is our Star Wars uh, thing, will be doing their first solo mission yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we'll see how they do they don't die. <laughs> and hopefully they don't <laughs> die this this weekend or this week 
Um, and then we'll be taking our break from there. Um, what else? I'm sure we'll have minis and movies coming up. Um, I will be doing a review. Uh, actually, Jackie and I will be doing a review of the Dark Souls uh, board game. Um, oh, we'll get her in there. Uh, John says Sewer Bear should return early next week, so get ready for that. We have a lot hey, of stuff for you, guy. If there's anything that y'all want to hear, let us know. Or if y'all think we're giving you too much, we can take it away. Um, <laughs> which I doubt you would. Uh, other than that, I think that's another one for the books, guys. What do you think? Thanks for joining us, everybody. It's been fun. Yeah, guys, thanks a lot. And, and like I said, if and you... thank you, Jackie, for co-hosting when John couldn't make it. Yeah. Jackie's oh, a good welcome. sport. I literally do nothing, so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to watch because I was excited for the Black Panther review, so I already had laptop open and everything for it ready to go, so it worked out great. Right on. Yeah. Jackie is always awesome for filling in. Um, I'm glad we kind of talked to her into doing this. She's kind of like our side person. Is like, yeah, I'll do it. I got nothing else to do. You're drinking and talking about board games? Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did get my ice house. I, I did hear you open that. Yay! <laughs> I was trying to be so covert. <laughs> I did hear you open it up. Which I thought was funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so other than that, um, guys, we appreciate it. Remember, if you don't subscribe to the patron level of $20, I can't sing my country song. Oh, and then, you, you got to make him sing the country song. No, you don't. <laughs> you do. There's you a do. song called I Drive Your Truck. Very country. I put that on the list. <laughs> so other than that, guys, um, that's another wrap. Uh, we will see you again next Sunday um, where John will be singing for you. And um, hopefully we have some good information we can show and talk about besides our normal ramble. And I'll do some more painting. Uh, so for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm Kathy. I'm Jackie. Night, guys. Good night. Now is when we talk over the music at the end. What? We don't ever talk over it. Never. You know, I didn't get drunk enough. That's the reason why my painting didn't do so good today. You know what? When I drink the gin and tonic, I uh, I get a little tipsy. I have to say. Did you get tipsy tonight? Kind of. We got to fix that problem and get you really I tipsy. Did. I, I might be stumbling to the couch. <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake of asking for one ice house. I should have asked for the usual six. Usual six. Yeah, but while we, were, while we were all talking about all this fun stuff, I was ranging with another of my uh, gaming friends for a brunch tomorrow. So... We'll be, we'll be talking about games tomorrow morning at uh, the Golden Corral. <laughs> oh.